Welcome back to Square Horror. I am David S. Pumpkins. Uh, Dan, <laughs> Dave, <laughs> I am just... It's I'm not at a crossroads, okay? So I've... I've sat down, I've poured myself a full solo glass of Red Stag and Coca-Cola, and um, that's the best way I'm going to be able to get through all of this. Yeah, so today we are continuing our Halloween franchise breakdown with the Jamie Lloyd trilogy, which is Halloween's 4, 5, and 6. So, if you don't know, first of all, there's a lot more Halloweens than just, like, the main There's one and the new one. There's what eleven of them. And what you may have known when that movie came out originally is that they were saying, you know, we're cutting out the fat, we're trimming the fat. You know, only the first two movies are canon. And you're yeah. probably thinking, what other movies are there? Well, now we're in the fat of that. We're in the fat. So <laughs> it sounds very depressing, but it truly is, like, it's more like I was put upon by, like, the daunting task of just, like, reading through how much of a nightmare a lot of these movies were, like, around it, legally, the process, like, the get... The movies themselves, for the most part, are very enjoyable. Um, mainly, I I might have something to do with the rights, I haven't really looked into it, um, but the fourth and fifth movies, and H2O, which we'll get to on the next episode... Yes. We're on AMC's Fear Fest all the time when I was a kid. So I remember seeing these movies very, very often. Four, five, six, and... Six was not. H2O and Resurrection are this year's AMC Fear Fest. Oh, well, they just now got they the rights to Curse of Michael Myers. Who gives a shit? <laughs> anyway, so... Not us. We don't. So Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, as arbitrary as those titles seem... They do have some good, um, I mean, I have some good memories with those movies. Mm-hmm. And particularly because of the main character of all these, these, this mini franchise that we're talking about in this episode. So Jamie yes. Lloyd's, uh, we'll get into her when we actually start getting into the, epi- into the, the, movies, into the movies, but Jamie Lloyd is the, like, surrogate Laurie Strode character. Yes. And... It's not like a typical final girl sort of energy, because she's a it, child. Yeah, she's uh, eight, nine, I think, and in the she, first movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. She's a little girl, and because Danielle Harris acts her butt off, mm-hmm. they actually, its very enjoying watching her. Like kids in horror movies are either really dumb or they're great. I mean, they can be the kids from you know any you know possession movie. Or they can be the kids from It. Yeah. And Daniel Harris is definitely in the latter of the of those two. Because Absolutely. she from from the the beginning of her introduction in Halloween four to unfortunately when Daniel Harris was passed over for Curse of Michael Myers. Uh but she does. She will come back for the Rob Zombie ones, and I can't wait to talk about her more yes. extensively. Then I'm very I don't. Excited. I didn't have enough time to actually get into her background for mm-hmm. this episode, so I will definitely be doing a lot more work for her uh, on the for Rob, Rob Zombie. Zombie bonus. I'll also be doing episode. a lot more about this the the game of football that was Halloween about who got what and when, how long, you know, mm-hmm. how they screwed it up and then got it over to someone else. Because we talked a little bit about the actual Michael Myers curse. Yes is whatever a movie gets made with Michael Myers, 
with the first two aside, because they're essentially the same movie, mm-hmm. every time that you bring Michael Byers back from the dead, the first time it's great. The second time, or any subsequent times, it's not. are not. So I'll save the big pitch for the next episode when we talk about 2018's Halloween. Yes. And we can see how the cycle, you know, continues I'm with really resurrection. really hoping the cycle breaks with Halloween we'll, kills and Halloween ends, but yeah. we'll find out next you year. You know, as great as it seems and as great as the team as it is, and, you know, nowadays it's different. It's not just a, you know, a thing to be remade to keep rights. Mm-hmm. It's actually a thing for fans, so they might actually, you know, make it, they might care a little yeah. bit. Because a lot of these movies, you can tell they really just made it. They just, just they didn't care. They made it to make money. Like, and they it truly didn't, didn't make care. that much money. No, and I mean because it, it also didn't cost a lot to make. So yes. it truly was just that they could. Because a lot of the time, and for five especially, they were ended up being competing with Nightmare and Friday because this was in the eighties already. So it's in the fat of all of the slasher genres that are worth anything have a bunch of sequels and a cult following. Yep. If you don't have it, what the hell are you even doing? Yeah. Which is not how it needs to be. I no, mean, cause it's not. As many sequels as there are, yeah, it's cool, and it gives us a lot of ammo for when we do franchise breakdowns, but unfortunately, a lot of them are just filler. Yes. They're just there to make more movies. Um, and while that's probably a given... We're trying to find the positive aspects of those, and Halloween, fortunately enough, has Daniel Harris in them. Yes. She gets to, you know, and at least for me, they get to do a lot of interesting things with Michael Myers, mm-hmm. especially in the first two of these yes. three, is that the more that they decide that they're going to be, you know, including the actual townspeople, it's not just people going you know, against Michael Myers alone, mm-hmm. you know, the town is, is, the world of Haddonfield is actually widening, and it's not just these people that are by themselves. Yes. And sometimes it expands too much, and you get a cult thrown in. Yeah. But we're gonna... Sporadically... We're gonna hold off on that one until we reach the third movie of this episode. Literally, at the thought of the curse of Michael Myers, I just took a long swing. It's so a, It's a bad movie. I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay, now. so we're we trying. I think in the future we're trying not to cover movies that are just bad and try mm-hmm. to find anything positive about them. Because this movie is straight up terrible. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot about it in general. I think the, I mean, aesthetically it's a little cool. Yes. And, but the only draw of it is that Paul Rudd's in it. Well, and I think it is interesting that it. Along with one of Rob Zombie's, the Rob Zombie sequel, Halloween 2, it's one of those movies that has a very divisive cut between the theatrical cut and the producer's cut. Don't even get me which started. Which we're not going to get into on here. I, I think just, that's the my, my thing brain about is just barely being held together. <laughs> and I didn't want to fracture it by looking at, like, all, I mean. Spoiler alert, the wine scenes aren't great. And Harvey people. Weinstein specifically is a horrible man. Also to filmmakers, not yeah. just in general. So, I mean, that's the reason that movie's bad. And well, granted, even the producer's cut that they made, you know, without that was the one that the Weinsteins screwed up and then mm-hmm. they made the theatrical release. The producer's cut is still bad. Yes. 
It's just a bad movie. It's an unfortunate movie. It was a poorly written movie and rewritten and rewritten yeah. and rewritten. Yeah. So, and like, I think that's the same thing we talked about with Season of the Witch is you can have a lot of cool stuff in the mix, but as soon as you get a, too many cooks in the kitchen, it starts to fall apart yeah. and lose any of the special things about it. Because every writer wanted to just make something different, and all they wanted to keep were like, oh, that seemed to be cool, or like, this aspect would be cool. None of the through lines match up. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't work. At all. Yeah. So we'll be largely ignoring Curse of Michael Myers for the sake of this show. So, on a lighter note... Let's start with Halloween 4, Man. Return of Michael Myers. I legitimately love this movie. I, of the trilogy we're covering today, this was the one I enjoyed the most. Oh, I think it's definitely the best. Um, 5 has a lot, it's kind of the perfect in-between yes. between Return and Curse, because it has a lot of the same beats and characters from Return of Michael, Michael Myers, and a lot of the janked bullshit of Curse of Michael Ugh. Myers. And, but it still manages to, at least when I was younger, to entertain me. Yes. There's a lot of things that I find inexplicable now when I look at it, having so much horror knowledge in my, mm-hmm. like, mental arsenal. Yes. And I'm like, how the hell did, like, they look at this and go, this is a Halloween movie? But it's not, like, in a bad way. Like, mm-hmm. well, like, Tina's the perfect example. Like, would you ever think that she'd be a final girl? No, no, she does it's, not fit she's your just average like, final girl. It's, it's, I can't believe that she just doesn't die for, like, all of these things. I'm like, you should be getting murdered. Mm -hmm. And you're just not. Yes. Through, like, ignorance. You're just not getting killed. Okay, so Return of Michael Myers, firstly. Because I think that's what's hard. It's hard to separate these movies individually. Well, yes, because four and five, to me, just a few days after having watched these movies, they have blended together into one movie in my mind. And I honestly couldn't tell you some of the scenes I remember which movie it's from. Well, I'm glad that I'm here because I've seen them both many times. Yes. Um, and could probably tell you even, like, kill-wise which one's in mm-hmm. which movie. Um, because four, they're all, like, clean, very business-like. I mean, because Michael, we said before, like, Michael Myers... When he's set on killing someone, mm-hmm. he's just gonna get it done in the most effective way he can. Until the 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 new Laurie trilogy, because yes. he just is a mon- he's a beast. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, he still does some fun stuff in these ones. Like he uses farm equipment, he uses guns, but like not in the way yeah, that he thinks. Yeah, he uses think. a <laughs> shotgun not to shoot someone, but to stab them through a door. It's more like he uses the M as like a like to hang in them on the wall. Yes. <laughs> so, for Return of Michael Myers came out in '88, and from what I looked at, so it's directed by Dwight H. Little, who, when I was looking specifically for, like, the reasons that this got made, so obviously, Return of Michael, uh, not Return, uh, Season of the Witch mm-hmm. didn't do very well. Um, Universal dropped the their hot potato, and you know, Mustafa Akkad, who's been on the Halloween hype train since the beginning and yes. was until his death was like i don't even care that this movie didn't do well everyone i'm hearing about is like where's michael myers make michael myers in the movie again mm-hmm. so he's like okay well we got to do that yes so he gets um he gets john carpenter and deborah hill to like come back originally okay. like they're gonna do it 
and um, they end up getting I couldn't find that guy's name, but originally they wanted um, Joe Dante to direct, who did okay. Gremlins and all these other movies. Yeah. Um, and they just like didn't agree, so he, they're like, J- "John, can you just direct it or do something? Like, we'll find someone else." The writer that John brought on had like a Mustafa called it like a cerebral script. Mm-hmm. So it was something like not what he wanted to make. It sounded okay. it sounded something more like how uh 2018's Halloween probably would have become like okay. like 10 years from now where it would have been less murder and more like but like what is it? Okay. Uh, and it sounded like he was going to have Michael Myers just straight up be an escaped mental patient, like oh. not a supernatural force. And his connection with Laurie was straight up that he just because of his institutionalization, he didn't know how to, like, socialize, so he did it through violence, which is way creepier and way more, like, psychological than Michael Myers should be or really is. Is, Yeah. I mean, obviously there's arguments either way, but it Mm -hmm. truly doesn't matter. So... They didn't like that. Mustafa Khan didn't like it mm-hmm. and basically was like, we need to do this over. And that's kind of the final straw that Carpenter and Hill had where they basically signed away their rights to the franchise, essentially, gotcha. to Mustafa Akkad. Mm-hmm. So at least it's someone who liked Halloween. He's yeah, someone who wanted so to keep from making there, it. Who's there from the beginning. Yeah, and you know knows the spirit of the franchise he's not just like some new corporate exec who like gets it mm-hmm. and then is like y- you kill people right what is, what's popular now looking at the wine scenes just making movies um so he gets it the guy that was writing that script goes you know down the drain with carpenter and hill and they get alan b mcelroy to write it and i'm looking at what he's done and he wrote the Marine, the John Cena movie. Oh, no. He wrote Tekken, the movie. I didn't even know that was a movie. He writes for Star Trek Discovery, the new Star Trek show that's on CBS currently. Okay. Um, he also invented the Wrong Turn franchise. So, I don't know where we're at with the Wrong Turn franchise, because I've never watched them. I think the first one's supposed to be good. Yes, and they're actually currently remaking it or rebooting, like doing a weird Candyman type thing called Wrong Turn the Foundation, okay. uh, which he's involved with just because of the characters. Mm-hmm. And I know about it because Damien Malfoy is in it. Ooh. Uh, so, and from what I've heard, that they are kind of doing a what every horror franchise is doing now, where they're doing like a modern kind of return to form, mm-hmm. which is what Scream 5 is going to be parodying, yes. which is going to be cool because all these movies will have just come out. Yes. So Wrong Turn's getting one, and Wrong Turn okay. only came out in like 2005 or something like that. Oh. So it's doing like what, you know, Spiral might kind of be doing. Okay. So it looks like Wrong Turn came out in 2003. Okay. But yeah, he also... Yeah, that's a recent revival. He also wrote the Spawn movie because he also wrote the Spawn TV show. So he's on a very, like, 90s kind of edge sort of weird writer area. Mm -hmm. Because Halloween 4 is the first thing that he ever was credited with writing. Okay. It's way back in 88. And he's been writing stuff ever since, but that's the first thing that he ever actually got to write. Okay. So he comes on. Uh, a bunch of people are involved with story, but mm-hmm. he's the primary screenplay. 
So I think it's just more like additional studio notes or, you know, something like that. Which is fine because it doesn't feel like anyone's jockeying for the spotlight in this movie. Which mm-hmm. will be a, you know, a rough thing to overcome later on. Yes. Um, so aside from Dwight Little, who they got to come on to direct it after John Carpenter, the cast is all new, with the exception of Donald, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Sam Loomis. So the primary Ooh, people we get... to go bonkers. Well, we already, kind of, we already kind of talked about how he just loses it in Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. He's lost it in a more, like, desperate way. Yes. Like, he's not... That's a really you good know, way of He's it. not, like, threatening state troopers with guns anymore. We're, like, oh almost God. killing children. He's not like Chief Brody, where well, he's, like, almost killing people. Well... <laughs> Sort of. In five. So, no, that was another thing. That was just bait. That wasn't, like, wanton destruction. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so Donald Pleasance obviously is Dr. Sam Loomis. Mm-hmm. Um, you told me about that thing that he was in an interview with someone who's like, why do you keep doing horror movies? And he just turned to them and went, I have six daughters I need to support. Jesus. And just left it at that. And that's why he did Halloween movies until his death. Yes. Like, his la- one of his last credited roles is in Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Which I was glad that he got to do, because I was actually glad when he did stuff in that movie. Like, my favorite parts in that movie are when he was... Because the story never really centers around Dr. Loomis, with the exception uh-huh. of, like, the first, but it was still divided. Yes. Curse of Michael Myers pretty much centers on everybody in the cast, but when it centers on Loomis, the story actually progresses. Yes. Where it's not on creepy Paul Rudd, or that weird kid, or his weird mom, or the yeah. man in black, or anything weird about it. Or the cult that exists, because... That does, that's not even, Which like, the main thing. doesn't even show up until, like, the last 20 minutes. It truly doesn't even matter. Oh, God, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Return of Michael Myers still. So Donald Pleasance, obviously, Sam Loomis in it. Um, so this is going off of Halloween 2 canonically. Yes, this ignores the events of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because that one didn't have Michael Myers, and it referenced the original Halloween in that movie. Truly just ignore Season of the Witch. Like, if you're listening to this series as, like, a Michael Myers, just ignore Season of the Witch entirely. It's worth a watch just to be like, I've watched the whole franchise, but... Mm -hmm. Michael Myers is not in it at all. I say, it does not matter to the rest no. of the canonical timelines. No. The only nod it ever gets is in 2018, the masks from the... Season of the Witch show up yes. for like a second. Just so that they can check off that they reference Season of the Witch, too. Uh-huh. Um, so, aside from Donna Pleasance, the main focus is Jamie Lloyd, who is played by Daniel Harris. Mm-hmm. So, Jamie Lloyd is... Um, not Jamie. Laurie Strode's... Because they named her after Jamie Lee Curtis, yes. obviously. But So it's Laurie Strode's daughter. So this is, I believe, 10 years, they said, after yes. 1970. Because this is 1988. Yes, this is a decade after. So in the interim, uh, Laurie got married and had Jamie. And, and died. Yeah, her and her husband died in a car accident, and Jamie has been... Living through the foster mm-hmm. system. Uh, only for like a year. Cause yeah, it hasn't she's been only long. Been living there. She's only been living with the Carruthers for about a year. Mm-hmm. And um, her big bond in the movie is her like foster sister, Rachel, who's Rachel. played by Ellie Cornell, who when I was a kid, I thought was really pretty. Nice. I was like, Rachel's pretty, pretty. in this movie. So, um, and I'm glad that they kind of found a different a way to kind of split their like trope final girl into two different characters. 
Yes. Because Rachel has her own life outside of Jamie. I mean, she's got a boyfriend. She's got problems with school and her own parents. And, you know, while she's only being attacked by Michael Myers because she's defending her sister, mm-hmm. you know, she's still, you know, she has that energy where, like, towards the end of the movie when she's actually fighting him and Jamie's there, it's like the two of them, like, are supporting each other. Yeah. It's a cool dynamic. Um, so the guy that plays Michael Myers is George P. Wilbur, which I found out he I love had, that name. he wore, it sounds like a nerd name, truly. <laughs> I don't mean to be mean. It's just because I found out, so he wore hockey pads under his costume to make oh, him look built. So he padded up in order to look like yes, Michael Myers. Which is funny because, um, the guy that plays Michael Myers in the second, in the next movie is jacked. He's, He's a huge stuntman. And... <laughs> They're like, Michael Myers didn't need to wear padding under his suit because the actor was very large. And I'm like, yeah, he was. <laughs> the guy's big. Um, a couple other... So they have this kind of uh, spiritual succession to the, like, babysitters from the 70s mm-hmm. in these, like, 80s teenagers. Yes. We're all just kind of... It's all, like, the kids that Lori and her friends would babysit now, as their age. Yes. Um, so, people like uh, Rachel's boyfriend, Brady, and uh, some of his buddies, who are all, like, 17, 18. Uh, Kelly, who works at the... Uh, Kelly... J- <laughs> <laughs> so, she's the sheriff's daughter, and she works at, like, the drugstore, and she hooks up with Brady, and she's mm-hmm. also very nice. <laughs> um, glad you went full Borat Oh, uh, I mean, I had to. Because <laughs> that was the thing. It's like, because it was like the 70s, you know, like the sexuality was a little bit more repressed and a mm-hmm. little bit more, like, taboo. Like, yes. even though it's in the movie, it's not as, like, it doesn't seem as authentic. Yes. The sex, like, tension, the sexual tension in, the, in these movies are, like, palpable. <laughs> Like, especially in Revenge of Michael Myers, yes. everyone is, like, really horny. <laughs> All the time. It's like, and Kelly approves it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a cast of teenagers. We also have a cast of, like, local yokels. Yes. Who I don't even have, like, they're not even names, but we'll get to them in a bit when we actually get into the plot. So, obviously, Jamie... Lloyd is the center of the story because she's the relative because of Halloween 2 Jamie Lloyd is still related to Michael Myers she's his niece so while he's being transferred at a hospital you know these they're like these you know nurses are like do you have any living relatives and they're like oh he's got a niece like still lives in Haddonfield and he wakes up and like kills everyone and is like, now I have a new person to kill. Now I have purpose again. <laughs> <laughs> um, re- before we get into that, I had a note about the opening credits. Mm-hmm. They just bother me. Like, in a good way. Like, because, so it's obviously in Illinois. They shot it in California again. Yes. Um, and it just, but it, it still just feels like rural Illinois. And I love that they got to do that, and that mm-hmm. e- all these movies feel like that. Yes. Um, so there's a whole, like, swath of opening credits that are on, like, this very desolate kind of, like... The only way I can describe it is, like, you know the Great Pumpkin? 
You know the like Great Pumpkin Charlie Char- Brown? No, no, like the actual special, the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah. So you know those like bits where like Snoopy's playing the Red Baron, uh-huh. and he gets like shot down, and there's like all these like abandoned like houses yeah. in his mind. That's what it looks like, <laughs> but they're all like sort of decorated with like kindergarten like Halloween decorations, mm-hmm. and it's like a very desolate, like empty feeling. It's like a, it's a cool way to set it up. Okay, because it was it's kind of like. The Halloween movies, and 2018 does it a lot, they mix, like, the childlike, you know, nature of Halloween Mm -hmm. with murder and, like, with scary shits. Like, Michael Myers will, like, kill somebody and, like, stick a pumpkin on their head or something like that. Or, like, dress them up as a ghost and then kill, kill somebody. Like, he acknowledges the spirit of the holiday. And the opening credits are, like, a great... Like micro example of yeah, that. they're great. It's like you're, they're dressing example. up like a very wounded community mm-hmm. that clearly has a lot of repressed trauma because of Michael Myers, and you know they just ignore it, mm-hmm. you know, for this holiday when it shows up. Um, I talked about my crush on Rachel. Uh, <laughs> there's a dog in this movie. There is a dog, and he's so adorable. Mm. He dies. So. Yeah. Up to- we talked. Do we talk about it in the first episode? Michael Myers kills dogs in almost every movie that he's in because he's just a just bastard. <laughs> well, and it sucks because it's like Jamie's dog that like she loves, mm-hmm. and he kills it because she's just like not there, he's and like, he just oh, finds it. I can't kill this kid. Guess I'll kill this dog well, instead. And it's like when John Carpenter was like, I had him... Ki-, no, Deborah Hill was like, I had him kill the uh, the German Shepherd because I just really wanted him to be mean. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we gathered it. He's a murderer. <laughs> um, So the first real scene of the movie where you're introduced to Jamie Lloyd, um, she's talking to Rachel. She's, you know, expressing her, like, kind of di- dissociation with people because she's like, well, we're not real sisters, but, like, do you care about me, like, as a real sister? Um, and then she goes to bed, and has a horrible Michael Myers nightmare, yes. where she's immediately attacked by him, like, mm-hmm. dragged under the bed, he pops out of her closet, he looks a little suspect, <laughs> the guy looks a little dumb. He he looks a little weaker. Michael, Ma- well, that's what I'm saying, is like, he's also named, like, Wilbur, like, he's a little <laughs> bit of a nerd, um, but it's, it's a great way to establish, you know how great this kid's gonna be at getting attacked mm-hmm. by a murderer. Yes. Uh, man. There were other things that I really have are just, like, because it's the split movie, so obviously Loomis sniffs out Michael Myers' escape, mm-hmm. immediately, like, puts his crazy head on and is like, alright, nothing in the world matters. Exactly. I have to kill Michael Myers. <laughs> And when he's, like, trying to follow him, because he's escaped from a, a medical center transfer, he goes to, like, a, a like a body shop mm-hmm. slash, like, diner. And he just kills everybody there. N- not Loomis. Michael, Michael Myers, Myers does. <laughs> Loomis shows up after he's killed all these people and is like, hey, man, if you're going to kill someone, just kill me. And then and he Mikey immediately goes, tries yeah. to shoot him, and then Michael escapes, blowing up the gas station and cutting the power lines to Haddonfield. Yes. Why did we have this whole scene? Man. Well, and it definitely, like, I, I was trying to do stuff in this rewatch to, like, 
check off like for what 2018's Halloween referenced. Mm-hmm. And the gas station in that movie is definitely because of this. Yes. Uh, the bathrooms, like from H2O, mm-hmm. there's all these like meta not metaphors, like straight up homage shots to the first movie that they just like put in these other, in, you know, this new one. And I think that that's their way of saying these are the merits of this franchise. Is they're mm-hmm. acknowledging them. And until we get to Halloween Kills, I don't think we'll get as many from these three movies. Or just these, maybe yes. these two movies. Which we'll freaking get to when we talk about Halloween Kills. Yes, we will. Um, so we've got... it's Obviously it's Halloween in Haddonfield and everyone forgets that it's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's best put in... It's the sheriff in the 2018 movie. Yeah. He goes, what are we going to do? Cancel Halloween? Yes. yes. Cancel like, Halloween. Answer. Even if, like, Michael Myers wasn't coming. But now you know he's coming. Get everyone off the street. What are you doing? In this one, they do that. Yes. Because, you know, the the Haddonfield the police department knows the drill at this point. Mm-hmm. So when Luma shows up and is like, Michael Myers is back, like, they believe him. They're just here like, we go. fuck, we got to do this again. Like, all right, get everyone inside. Let's go to Jamie Lloyd's house, see where she's at, you know, make sure everything's fine. And, of course, everything's fine when they check, mm-hmm. and then Michael Myers shows up later. Yes. Um. So, because it's Halloween, Jamie wants to go trick-or-treating, because she's just a kid who yeah. has a freaking rough time. She's getting bullied for being an orphan, <laughs> which yeah, is, like, so shitty. look at her and go, you're an Your orphan. mom is dead. And they're like, yes, like, these I are mean, sad hey. facts. Um, and then there's, so, unfortunately, there's that cool, like, rift that gets put in because she wants to go trick-or-treating. It's like, Mm -hmm. Rachel was gonna go out with her boyfriend that night, and they decide, well, now you have to watch Jamie. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, real good, like, character conflict that's put in there, because as much as they do love each other, it's like, you know, we aren't sisters, and, like, I also have to have my other life, but, like, yes. through this movie, they're like, no, like, cause you'll see in Revenge where she's like, I'm not gonna leave your side ever again, like, we're gonna be totally cool with each other. Um, so when she goes and picks out her Halloween costume, what does she pick? Oh, doesn't she pick out a clown costume? She picks Just out like a clown Michael costume. Myers had when he was six years old? Because they're already establishing the, like, links between the two of them, and... <laughs> <laughs> Man, we gotta keep drinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a whole like B plot with Rachel and her boyfriend Brady mm-hmm. and how she goes and sees him at the drugstore he works and he, she's like, Hey, you know, we can't hang out tonight, I gotta watch Jamie and he's like, oh, Okay, I'll just find someone else to do. Something else to do. And he goes and he hooks up with the sheriff's daughter. So while... Who also works at the store with him. That's right, yes. Because as soon as she's like, I can't tonight, he makes, like, eyes at and, this Because she girl. looks at him and is like, just say the word, man, I'll do it. It's like, okay. It's like, damn, okay. So this pissed young me off. Because I was like, why would you ever cheat on Rachel, you stupid bastard? <laughs> As I love the re- thought of your child. <laughs> well, and, like, I fully recognized that this other woman was very attractive, but I was like, Rachel's cute, and you're dating her. Um, because that leads to the conflict of where they actually get separated is at an actual good story moment. Mm-hmm. So Rachel is taking Jamie out trick-or-treating. They trick-or-treat at the sheriff's house where I already lost her name. Was it? Jessica, Kath, something like that. Something I think the actress's name was Kathleen. Yeah, but as they're like 
trick or treating. She obviously just shows up wearing like only an oversized shirt. Like this chick just got out of bed, and who yeah. comes on the stairs? Motherfucking it's Brady. And so like Rachel gets like, like, pissed. Uh... Jamie's like, I'm just gonna keep going trick or treating. So they get separated. And they, like, completely lose track of each other as Michael Myers starts killing people. Mm-hmm. So he's just, like, murdered the entire police station off-screen. Yeah. So then a call goes out. Like, the news is like, all right, Michael Myers is back. And a bar full of morons are just like, like, hey, let's just go fucking kill him. Let's do it. We can do Which this. Which is, like, the first time and is probably a smart idea, like you would think. Um, no, it's not. Because they would just shoot anybody. It's yep. the same thing in Jaws, where just any local is like, I'll kill a shark, right? And then it kills a bunch of people. Because mm-hmm. they're idiots. <laughs> like, they're going out and they're like, that looks like Michael Myers. Light it up like it's the freaking scene from Predator, where they just level a jungle. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, you killed a kid. And they're like, yeah, you murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah, they really do murder a kid. They killed a kid. Like, I mean, the cops already killed the kid from Halloween too, but yeah. they just shot this kid. Yeah. Oh man. Also, simultaneously, Michael Myers grabs the guy by the balls and throws him into the power grid and shuts off it's all the power. Right. He's got this like. Oh my God. He walks over and he's like, "You're not supposed to be here." And Michael just <laughs> stares at him. He's like, "You stay right here. I'm gonna call the police." And he turns around. Michael He'll picks him up, him. like by the like by like, the crotch, by the crotch, and just throws him into an electrical outlet. Hurls this guy. Which is a great way of, like, killing... Like, Jason Voorhees does it all the time. Like, he kills a guy while disabling the power. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because they've got this now, there's a lot of drunk idiots around there. Loomis and the sheriff are trying to, like, get everyone's shit together. Mm-hmm. Like, respectfully so. Like, they're actually like, alright, like, what are we gonna do now? Like, these are actual problems. It's not just, like, us being incompetent. They're like, you know what? We got Jamie. We got Rachel. Let's just lock them down in my house. Like, we'll just put a bunch of cops with guns outside, and we'll just wait. We'll just mm-hmm. wait for him there. And it's the first time, like, lockdown is brought up in this franchise. Yeah, It's brought up, It's they do it several times. They mm-hmm. do it in 5, they do it in 2018, they think they do it in H2O for a bit. Yes. Um, Resurrection's all in one house, but mm-hmm. they, they try it out, and it's a very effective way to, like, it reminded me a little bit of, like, Alien, where you yes. don't know where he is, but you're pretty sure he's killing people, mm-hmm. but you don't know until, like, you find a body, and then you're dead. Yeah. So no one, like, you can't raise the alarm. hmm So, because they're doing this lockdown, obviously he finds a way to sneak in, um, does some pretty creative Michael Myers kills. You mentioned the impalement with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. He just, like, when Brady's trying to shoot Michael Myers, he just kind of grabs him by the face and just, like, and just breaks it. <laughs> like, he just kind of, like, moves it. Or, like, there's, like, some weird, like, jaw. They probably just, like, reorganizes the fucking skull. Or... Mm-hmm. He does some very strong hand thing. Yes. Um, when they're being saved by the militia dudes later, he just rips a dude's throat out. Yeah. Like, he's strong. He's he's a strong boy. Is it in, he's been eating his yeah. Wheaties. I think it's in 5 that he just puts his thumb into a guy's forehead. Yeah. Like, he just, like, stabs a guy in the forehead with his thumb. I killed the man with this thumb. It was, because it was the dude that, like, saves him. Yes. Uh, so, 
I it's the movie's definitely worth it because the characters in it are very entertaining. I mean, Daniel Harris is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Michael Myers, the the killers are not very gory. Like they're yes. done just like how they are in the first movie. Where like, yeah, they're kind of intense, but they're not. In, they're really not bloody. They're not graphic. Yeah, and like if like. The ripping open the throat one was the one that was like, okay, we gotta cut it down because mm-hmm. it's like the one kill that's really bloody. Yes. Uh, so while he's doing all these killings, he's also like, I found like especially with these later movies, the less time Michael Myers is in is doing anything, the shittier the movie tends to be, mm-hmm. with the exception of like this one. Yes. When. Jamie is doing stuff, or when Rachel's having conversations, yeah, they're maybe boring, but they're real. Yes. And they're building, like, your care for these characters and each other. Like, yeah, Brady was cheating on her, but, like, he's like, you know what, I'm gonna die for you guys. I'm gonna help try to take out Michael Myers in the Mm -hmm. meantime. So, like, as much of an asshole as he may be, it's like, he does, like, try to make amends. Like, Mm -hmm. as bad boyfriends go across this franchise, he's one of the better ones. It's true. Um, H2O being the best ones. Because <laughs> all those two all those two kids did was just try to be great guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, this one's a fun ride, just from start to finish. Like, when I was a kid, I loved this movie. I still very much like it. Just because of the nostalgia, it's a good, again, we, there's a lot of fun, like, Halloween's, like, a lot of stuff in the day. Someone mentioned, I think it was, um, I think McGuire mentioned that, this movie was, like, a lot of daytime Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even... Like, Michael Myers was in the day. Yes. Uh, kind of like how in the first is that they... they It's all the kills take place at night, but a lot of his stalking is in the day. And yes. they lose that throughout most of the movies. They do that again in this one. Mm-hmm. And during his stalking, you're actually getting to know and like these characters a lot more than you might in, say, like, Halloween 5. Uh, so what I will say for this ending is obviously they were going to make another one. Yes. They made it very open, even without the weird psychic link with Jamie and Michael that's established with this movie, which is their, that's the first stroke of doom for (laughs) these three movies. It's when you start to realize... Oh, like that's oh, we where screwed up. Well, because at first, I mean, every franchise tried to do it where they tried to change the killer. I mean, mm-hmm. Friday the Thirteenth did it. This one did it. There's a lot of times that they're like, well, maybe this will work. I mean, Season of the Witch was even like a trial. Like, well, mm-hmm. maybe this thing will be different, and it wasn't. Yes. And they're like, well, go back to what you were doing. No, go back. Do what you were doing. So they do Let's that because this next movie, they have a lot of ideas about what should and shouldn't happen. One of them is that people think that Jamie should then become, like, this Michael Myers surrogate where, like, she also is starting to go bad. Mm-hmm. But then you have Michael Myers in it trying to kill, kill her, her, so it doesn't work. They don't mesh together. They don't mesh. I do have a lot of positive things to say about Five. Don't worry. We're almost there. Um, so you had only just seen this movie this past week. Yes, for the first time. So what are your thoughts about it? So... Like I said, I do think there are parts of it that blend together with five a lot for me, just because of how similar the stories are and the similar characters between the two movies, Mm -hmm. and then they follow Jamie Lloyd very well. I do love the ending to this movie, where Jamie ends up having that little stroke of, like, 
Maybe I'm gonna be a little menace. Yeah, because like she went to go check on Michael Myers after they they hit him with a car, and yeah, and then like touched him, which somehow triggered, triggered like a weird psychic thing. So then she takes on that like POV shot mm-hmm. that you only get from Michael Myers, and going and attacking her foster mom. in a clown costume. Yeah. So because when when not. Donald Pleasance. Dr. Loomis. When Dr. Loomis... I'm always getting everyone's character <laughs> names and their afternames confused. Mm-hmm. So when he sees her, he's like, oh shit. Like, no! I thought we got rid of him. No! 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 <laughs> and he immediately moves to shoot her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, alright. And the dad's like, wait a minute. No, it was the sheriff who was oh, like, yeah. stop that! <laughs> God. Alright. So Halloween 5. Revenge, Revenge of Michael of Myers. Michael Myers. It came out in 89. Okay. I mean, we didn't really go through, like, a synopsis, like, up top of what the last one was, but we kind of just did it with the movie. Because the plot's one of the really good things about Return of Michael Myers. Revenge is a lot of the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's Michael Myers trying to kill Jamie, but now the characters are shittier. And Jamie can't talk. And by shittier, I mean, like... They're the type of people that would normally get murdered in slasher movies. Mm-hmm. That you're like, no, I hope you just die. Yeah. So if you like that, it's cool. Because, like, they die. They all certainly do die. They sure do. Um, But Daniel Harris has a lot more of a challenge to do this movie. Because Jamie Lloyd has some weird, like, mutist thing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's paired up with the kid who stutters a lot. I don't even want to talk about it. It just gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> Uh, but no, Jamie can't speak for some reason. Yes. And she has visions of Michael Myers, and she's got, like, flashes of what he's seeing. So she's got this psychic link with him that they establish is due to some weird tattoo that he has, but also not, because they didn't know what they were doing when they were writing the movie. Yeah. What they do have is yet another dog. Another dog. That also... Dies. Another dog, another death. You never see these dogs being killed, but they but just... you know what happens. They just die. And it's upsetting. Um, also upsetting, and what was at first for me shocking, is the fact that very close up top of the movie... So obviously Rachel is back in it. Mm-hmm. Um, all of her friends are dead. So she has a new person, Tina, come in, who I also had a bit of a crush on as a child. Um, Matt was quite the ladies' man as a child. Evidently, I wasn't because I was <laughs> crushing on like, in my mind, teenage girls as when I was like eight. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these were like thirty years ago, so it didn't even like these were all like, <laughs> like women that were old enough to be like my mom's age, and I just didn't know when I was eight years old. So anyway, Tina's in this movie <laughs> as like Rachel's new best friend. Yes. Um, She's a very big extroverted personality, which some people have problems with, but I think it makes her, like, legit. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of girls I knew in high school were, like, had very similar relationships with their friends that Rachel and Tina have, where they just, like, kind of show up at each other's houses, you, like, give each other shit, and, like, are, like, sisters for all intents and purposes. Like, Jamie sees Tina as a sister as much as she sees Rachel, because she's been around and cares for her just as much as Rachel does. Yes. So, you get that. You don't get a lot of it in the way that Rachel and her bonded, but you get how her and Tina bonds. 
in the, her own way. You also get a weird looking Michael Myers. He looks like an alien in this movie. The mask, mask is, is bad. very odd, but the as we said before, the guy the is, man is pretty jacked. Is beefy. He's also tall. Like he's yes. a tall Michael Myers. Not the tallest. We'll get to him in the in the Rob Zombie episodes. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean Tall book. Yeah. So this came out a year after Return of Michael Myers did. Oh, that's a like, fast turnaround. Pretty soon, like they had less than a year to make it. That's that's always a great sign for oh, a horror no. movie. Uh, so Boy. there was a new director, Dominique Athen Girard, uh, and Mustafa Cobb is back to produce. I saw a quote that said, "We were drunk off our success with Halloween Four. We began production on Halloween 5. Like, they literally were just oh, like, fuck it, let's keep it going! Great. Oh, um, man. There's a lot of rewrites, especially by the director. Mm-hmm. He was the one that offered that Jamie should be mute and that she should have images of Michael Myers. Uh, I feel like if you guys wanted to just have more Michael Myers, you could have just put Great. the camera on him Michael more. Myers. Yeah. Because he... He just seems a little bit more absent in this movie. Yeah. He literally only shows up to kill people. Like, he doesn't yes. do stalking as much in this movie. That's very true. And most of the time, he's just hanging out. He's not actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, like, waiting to, like, see what the lay of the land is. Um, He's got a tattoo now that yep. is uh, going to be important in the next movie. Um, like I said, mute Jamie Lloyd. So Daniel Harris had a new big like acting thing to overcome because she mm-hmm. still completely still nails great. it, um, like viscerally so that it like mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable because like she's struggling to communicate. Yes. Um. So, I don't. I guess it's not as much of a spoiler because it's the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, but because so you got the whole cast back and you're assuming it will be like another. Return of Michael Myers, mm-hmm. where, like, some franchises will introduce main characters midway through, and they will keep them going. So I assumed, I'm like, okay, well, Jamie Lloyd and Rachel are just, like, the new main characters. Mm-hmm. And Rachel fucking dies. dies. Like, yeah. very soon. Like, very early in the movie. Yes. And I'm like, well, okay, so it's gonna be mostly about Jamie, and it's not. They center the, like, final girl role on Tina, which is not... What fit would have for expected. normal because again she's not the final girl yes she is the be- final girl's best friend who dies later mm-hmm. or might live you know she's not the focus normally especially in a Halloween movie yes and it's interesting because all of her friends get murdered mm-hmm. while she's in close proximity yes like, it's almost like Michael Myers is leaving her alive for some reason mm-hmm. and there isn't one yes it's just a very strange choice so like, uh, there's so many points where she should be getting killed that she doesn't. Like, he kills her boyfriends and then fakes, like, dressing up as him. Like, he takes his car mm-hmm. and she's, like, talking to him as if it was her boyfriend. He's just not speaking. So she's just like, wow, I guess he's an asshole. And I'm like, he could be killing you right now. Why yeah. is he not? Well, like, he even goes back for a store so she can go get cigarettes. Well, but then he point. takes off. Yeah. Probably because the, the cops showed up. Mm-hmm. But still, like, he could have killed her at any point there, and he was just like, no, I'm just going to toy with her well, a little But, like, more. why does he even go to the barn party? Who knows? 
I'm glad that he does, because that barn scene is cool. It's cool. Because, like, Tina and... I mean, they didn't even all go to Hell Have Sex. Her friend and her boyfriend go into this barn with her, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, well, we're going to, like, hook up. It's like, we'll see so you later. Uh, there's kittens in it. There so are kittens. It was fun. I have a note. McGuire pointed out that there's a lot of day stuff. Kills a lot of people in the day. And there's kittens. <laughs> <laughs> the most important. The kittens. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about Jamie's visions, though, is that she gets to see what he's doing before yes. and as he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's like in weird, like, Isaac from Heroes ways where, like, it's not always helpful. Yes. Like, when he's going to kill Rachel and... Tina's dog is barking at him. She's got this big, like, Doberman pincer. Like, scary-looking guard dog. Mm-hmm. And she, like, in a fit, draws, like, the muzzle of the dog barking. Like, the teeth in the inside of the mouth. And you don't really know what it is. Mm-hmm. Until later on, when, she, like, Loomis shows up and is like, it's the dog. Make sure Rachel's okay. And be like, where's the dog? Is it okay? And like, yeah. oh, he escaped. And you're like, oh, that dog's dead. But he didn't die yet. It's true. That's when you, you get introduced to those cops. <sighs> anyway, the barn scene's cool because Michael Myers kills them with a pitchfork and a scythe and he doesn't yes. die yet. <laughs> That's great. Um, so eventually they work their way back to Jamie Lloyd. Yes. And they end up using her as bait to get Michael Myers to go back to the Myers house so they can just kill him. Mm-hmm. So they're doing sort of that lockdown um, kind of strategy while also setting a trap for him. Yes. But he, again, he like outsmarts them. He gets them pretty her pretty much alone in this house mm-hmm. while Loomis is scrambling to get there in time. Yes. And while she's being pursued by him, she gets in my favorite scene in the movie where she hides in a laundry chute. Mm-hmm. So at first she just hides, like, you know, right inside the doors, like, just barely open a crack. He sees her. She falls down, <laughs> almost dies. And then he's like, okay, just go downstairs. And well, the laundry short shoot doors are closed. Yeah, so she's so stuck she there. Stuck. So all he's going to do is open it, mm-hmm. and he can't. And she's scrambling to get out, like, to climb back up. And then he just starts stabbing blindly into it. Through the metal. And, God, that's intense. Yeah. Because they've already killed Rachel. They could just kill this girl. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's just a lot of tension in just this scene. Like, they do that a lot in the beginning of this movie, too. I, I believe it's this. Yeah. Yes. Where she's in the institution, and there's, like... She's got, like, one very intense chase that with someone that she thinks is Michael Myers. Uh-huh. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, Jamie looks so afraid of Michael Myers in this movie. So many times. And it makes me afraid. Yeah. Like, especially when I was younger. Like, it really scared me. Mm-hmm. Watching her, like, flee in terror as this man, like, toyed with her. Yeah. It was terrifying. Uh, I'm gonna avoid the ending because it's dumb. But for all intents and purposes, what's cool, though, is that when Loomis does show up and he tries to reason with Michael Myers, like, the first time in a while, he's like, listen, like, you don't have to kill people. Like, we can Mm -hmm. talk about this. 
and starts to get to him, and then something clicks back, and then he tries, he stabs Loomis, and doesn't kill him, but he almost does. Loomis uses Jamie as bait to get him under a net, where he then beats him with a 2x4. Yeah. And I found out that he, <laughs> Donald Pleasance accidentally broke the, the actor's actor. nose. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. There was a lot of stories I looked at that a lot of them kind of circled back to the director, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Maybe this guy was just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> or just not, you know, maybe he just didn't have a lot of experience or something. Yeah. For sure. All right. Curse of Michael Myers. So, we try to be positive on this show. And, frankly, the nicest thing we could do for this movie is, is not, not talk about, about it. it. So, we are going to streamline the process for this movie. I'm going to do the really quick just facts of the matter out of the way. So Curse of Michael Myers um, came out in 95. You know, it's been a couple of years since, you know, Revenge. Because Revenge didn't do very well. um, And then they switched over the rights to um, Dimension Films, which is a subsidiary of Miramax, which is run by the Weinsteins. And, um... It is just a mess. Like, the movie, unfortunately, is a mess. Yeah. And I don't know why they made it. They honestly should Like, have. why did they get the rights? And I, I don't understand. But there just seems to be so much... So they shot it in Salt Lake City in the winter of 95. Sorry, 94, okay. 95. So, like, January of the year that it was going to come out. Mm-hmm. Um... There's a lot of reshoots because it tested poorly with a test audience. I believe it. Um, they also only had a budget of five million dollars. It only grossed okay. fifteen million. Ooh. Um, and then Donald sign. Pleasance died during the making of it. Mm-hmm. He died in February of '95. Yes. So there were even more reshoots that had to do with his character towards the end of the movie that mm-hmm. they had to. Work around. around with like doubles and whatnot. Yeah, I'm looking at the original work version of the film. Contained 45 minutes of alternate footage and a different ending, and it was discovered by fans. That version was dubbed the producer's cut, which is the version that we watched. We watched. The theatrical release of the movie has more snappy editing, different music. It's not as, like, thematic with the Halloween franchise. It's mm-hmm. a lot more modern and Scream. Because, okay, so Scream came out in the early 90s, and then everything tried to be Scream. Yes. And nothing succeeded. No. And this is one of them. Yes. So, the producer's cut was the more Halloween-y of the cuts. The theatrical release yes. was way more Scream and more like Halloween Resurrection. Yes. So, the producer's cut was officially released in 2014. Mm-hmm. So for over like, almost a decade, the only version people had of it was this almost shit. Two. Yeah, was this like shitty theatrical release. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was no wonder that it took another only actually only four years. It <laughs> only very four long years. Until the next one. Yeah, well, then they went to H2O, which, which like, re- completely which got over them. everything. Oh, my God. There's just so much... 
I I will talk about. I think I'm going to dedicate a lot of time to the Rob Zombie episode to just talk about the rights, specifically with Miramax, because mm-hmm. they also distributed the Rob Zombie Halloweens, and we kind of touched on it a tiny bit when we talked about Rob Zombie about how badly him and the studio work together. Yes, they did not want it at all. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's only 88 minutes. How did that feel? No, sorry, 96 minutes the producer's cut is. It it felt so long. It felt way longer. So I have four things about this. Please, let's hear it. One is just the words Paul Rudd. He is, in fact, in this movie, this was his first film role. Yeah. It was released after Clueless, yes. but it had filmed prior yeah. to. So he wasn't a new newcomer. He had been on a TV show. Like, he's been in, in the entertainment world before. This but is this was his big movie. feature film. Moving on. That's all it all I have. Because as much as it's great that Paul Rudd's in it, the character is creepy bad. and weird and bad. And, like, as cute as young Paul Rudd may be, He's very creepy in it and, like, makes you uncomfortable. He just, like, stares a lot and Mm -hmm. makes weird faces and weird choices. (laughs) The Cult of the Thorn has cool robes. There's also a map of Illinois with the approximate location of Haddonfield on it. That's we found out where Haddonfield is. So, I guess we can talk a lot about the plot just because people probably don't know what this movie's about. So, after... Revenge of Michael Myers. So, because of that net, Donald Pleasant... Sam Loomis. Dr. Samuel Loomis finally captured Michael Myers. And then he was in a jail cell. And the man in black And a weird man in black with steel-toed boots who showed up in... stirrups on his boots. Who had... They literally did, like, three reshoots where they just, like, panned out further and he was in the frame just so mm-hmm. they could be like, and he'll show up in the ending. He showed up with a machine gun, shot everyone in the prison, broke out Michael Myers, and abducted Jamie Lloyd. Yep. And then, what, seven, eight years later, there's... The, so this cult that he belongs to worships whatever weird runic symbol possess Michael Myers to do whatever he does. They try to explain that Michael Myers' behavior is based on, like, weird Celtic runes. It just falls flat. It's so It falls very, very flat. Um, But because of that, they believe that um, he has to, like, murder all of his family members in order to pass the curse off to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And they are hoping they can pass it off to this new kid who's the son of so he's the nephew of Laurie Strode's adoptive parents brother so the so, Strode's you know, yeah, the Strode's the closest yeah, relation yeah they're, they're not even blood related so like the Strode's are now currently living in the Myers house mm-hmm. which is why he's killing a bunch of them and the daughter of the the, this Strode family herself is a single mother, mm-hmm. and this son is being like groomed for being the new Michael Myers or yes. something. There's also, Jamie Lloyd, because they abducted her, kept her until she was an adult woman, and then got her pregnant, got her to give birth, and then 
killed Jamie Lloyd. Yep. The baby is now in the charge of Paul Rudd, who plays Tommy Doyle, who is the little boy that Laurie Strode babysat in, in the, the first Halloween. Now he's a creepy little boy. Now he's really creepy. He's like a 25-year-old guy, I think, yeah. in the movie. It's weird. Uh, so anyway, so when Jamie's escaping with her baby from the cult, uh, she goes to a bus station and is like, I get the fuck out of Illinois. And she goes, the bus station she's at is in Haddonfield? Or it's in around Haddonfield. But the way that it's set up, there's the end of the line is in Chicago, mm-hmm. and the multiple stops along the way are places that I know. Yes. They're places in Illinois. So we deduce the rough location of, of Haddonfield. Haddonfield. is somewhere like, it's between Peoria and Julia, or he said it was like Warren County or something was a real place. Yeah. Something like that. It's between Peoria and Warren County, so it's like middle of Illinois. Yes. So like a little bit east. That's where Haddonfield is. <laughs> so in you case live, you were wondering. I mean, it doesn't matter, but like, it was cool to find that out. Yes. Also, there's alternate endings, especially because of the theatrical and the producer's cut. It's yeah. not just, like, little changes to, like, you know, minor things. The ending is totally different. Yes. So while in the theatrical cut, which I kind of wish they kept because it, it's kind of better, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're escaping the Cult of the Thorn, Tommy Doyle, Paul Rudd, beats Michael Myers with a lead pipe to the point of near death. And uh, while they escape, Loomis says, you know, I'll catch up with you. I just have to go, like, see him. And all he sees is the mask on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then off screen, you hear Loomis screaming, presumably while Michael Myers kills him. Yes. However, the producer cut has a worse ending. Please go into it. So, <laughs> I'm going to get another drink while you get into it. <laughs> so, assuming I remember this correctly, which how can I not? Um, so, uh, Paul Rudd's character, Tommy Doyle, makes the inverse rune on the floor while they're escaping from Michael Myers. Because it... Why does he do it, that? Because though? it'll make Michael Myers stop question mark and what it actually does is it legitimately just makes michael stop moving like they literally put a pause button (laughs) like they pause michael myers with a rock set rune on the floor in the middle of this hallway it reminds me of like the devil's traps from supernatural like he just gets stuck there and then the like leader of the cult goes in and then Michael like changes clothes with him and that's the end of the movie and suddenly Donald yeah, Pleasant I don't even give a shit. has the tattoo now <laughs> it doesn't which matter. doesn't matter because the movie's bad yeah. I'm sorry I can't speak highly I, of this movie it's bad I don't know man So catch up with us in the next Uh, episode when we talk about Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, and Halloween 2018, which I know is the one we were both so excited to talk about. I just want to talk about Halloween 2018. We're going to get there. We're so close. We're going to get there. All right. Until next time, stay spooky out there.